Welcome to Lakers Carpool. You're joining me today on my drive to work. We are two days away from Lakers basketball. That counts. Lakers play the Clippers on Thursday, 6 o'clock Pacific time, uh, to start off the eight seeding games prior to playoffs starting. So we've got a a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. we got some roster updates since my last episode. We have some uh, preseason, you could call it, scrimmages to talk about, um, and then just looking forward to what the regular or what the eight seeding games and the playoffs have in store for the Lakers. So let's get into it. So in my last episode, I discussed that J.R. Smith was signed by the Lakers, uh, which was pretty exciting. Good to get another guy on the roster. Um, especially for the updated news that, w- that we have to talk about today, which is that uh, Rajon Rondo is out with an injury. Um, I think he's out for a good amount of weeks, but it's possible that he could still return later in the playoffs, but at that point I'm not sure that he actually would come back to the team. Um, so it's kind of good that the Lakers were able to sign a guy like J.R. Smith with that, so now the Lakers are down. Avery Bradley, who's sitting out for family reasons. Rondo, who is out uh, due to injury. Um, so the Lakers have some spots to fill uh, at the point guard position. Now, I kind of would hope that that means, kind of like what we were talking about before, that um, that Alex Caruso could maybe step up to the plate, get a little more playing time. Um, but I think, you know, it's going to mean there's going to be a, it's going to be a lot of different guys getting more playing time. It's not going to be one guy that's just going to be given all the minutes to fill those spots. So, you know, Dion Waiters, J.R. Smith, Alex Caruso, they're all going to be given a little more playing time uh, with the, with the empty spots. And then also even, um, I think I think uh, Frank Vogel will probably start looking to KCP a little bit more um, to kind of try and fill that spot in those guard positions. But I think it'll be good. You know, hopefully, I really think that Alex Crusoe will be able to help the Lakers. You know, I he hasn't like we've talked about before. He hasn't been put into a big spot, needing to make big plays. But in the season before coronavirus shut things down, he was playing in big games and making big plays and doing well in the limited minutes that he was playing in the game. He was making a difference. So I think that he's shown enough that he's able and able to step up in those spots and isn't going to get, isn't going to be afraid of the moment. So that's a good sign. And then, I mean, we can kind of jump into a little bit of the next segment, which is the scrimmages that happened uh, over the past week. So the Lakers played the Mavericks. They played the Magic, I think. And then they also played the Wizards yesterday. So the Lakers lost to the Mavericks by like four points, but they were playing, they played really well. They played the starters 
for a good amount of, um, well, let's not get into that yet. They, um, well, I was bringing this up just to talk about the game yesterday against the Wizards. So Frank Vogel sat out, LeBron, AD, um, a lot of the starters didn't really play much. So they gave a lot of more playing time for like J.R. Smith, Deion Waiters, Alex Crusoe, and they filled up the stat sheet, you know, J.R. Smith dropped 20. Um, I don't I don't have it in front of me, but I think uh, J.R. Smith, Deion Waiters, Alex Caruso all had around like 20, between 20 and 14 points um, leading the Lakers to win in the scrimmage. So, I mean, again, they're playing the Wizards. I don't know who the Wizards were playing, if they were playing starters or not, but um, it's good to see those guys who, especially J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters, like, we've had questions from a roster standpoint as to how those guys are going to do, how they're going to fit in, just because we hadn't seen them play in the regular season. This is the first time that we're seeing either of them play with the team. So, um, you know, being Lakers fans and wanting the best for the Lakers, we have some high hopes, uh, you know, especially now with Avery Bradley out and Rondo out. There's some shoes to fill. You know, thankfully... Rondo's shoes aren't too big to fill from this season. You know, he was kind of up and down. He had some good games, but he had a lot of bad games. A lot of people were hoping for playoff Rondo to become to come out to help the team, but that obviously wasn't going to be a sure thing or anything. So Rondo being out of the roster, it doesn't terribly hurt the team, I don't think, especially if – well, it doesn't hurt the team if – especially if J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters – can step up and fill his spot and like play better than he even was playing for himself but even just like losing him on the roster I mean he was he was getting playing time so like someone has to fill the time and someone has to play well filling that time so um that remains to be seen obviously but I'm looking forward to especially with how Dion Waiters and Jared Smith have been playing in uh, these scrimmages, how they're going to do with the playing time that they do get. So it'll be fun to see how Frank Vogel kind of splits up the minutes and gives people minutes. But it looks like, I would imagine, especially, well, you know, once we get to the playoffs, I would think that, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that there's going to be a, the, the rotation's going to be pretty short. Um, we're not going to be getting a lot of guys getting into the game deep into the bench but I think that will that he'll probably use these eight seeding games to kind of test things out a little bit you know being the Lakers are five and a half games ahead of the Clippers in the first seed and you know it kind of at this point doesn't really mean anything especially just because there's no home court advantage so like having the one seed while it helps the teams that you're playing potentially, it gives you an advantage there. It doesn't really help, you know, a lot of the seeding. A lot of the the reason that teams care so much about seeding is so they can get home court advantage when it comes to the deep playoff runs, especially if there's a game seven, things like that. But kind of like we were saying earlier in the season, even before COVID, like if it's between Clippers and Lakers having the one and two seed, 
the home court advantage thing doesn't matter at all just because they share the same stadium or they were sharing the same stadium. So um, that's also now kind of a wash at this point where there's no home court advantage for any team. Um, it really just will only help your the path teams have to the playoffs. So, um, so yeah, so with the Lakers having the five-and-a-half game advantage of the Clippers and then also with home court advantage not really being a problem anymore – um, it'll be inter- interesting to see how the Lakers play the eight seeding games, if they play to win a lot of those games, or if they kind of play to like test things out. I would imagine they do a little bit of both. The Lakers do have a pretty tough schedule. They play, of the eight games, seven of the teams that they play are playoff teams. And the only one team that they play that's not a playoff team is the Orlando Magic. Or sorry, no, that's wrong. They, the uh, Sacramento Kings. So they have a pretty tough schedule. I think if they, being five and a half games above the Clippers, if they win three games, then they've got the one seed locked up. Um, so I'm not, and at the end of the day, like one versus two seed in the playoffs when you have LeBron on your team and AD, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference, but. I don't think there's much to be worried about in terms of seeding for the playoffs for the Lakers. The real question is just being ready for playoff basketball. I think that like from a mental standpoint. So like when you're playing regular basketball and you're prepped and you're playing in front of fans and stuff, like you're the men I would imagine the mentality is there. Like you're kind of prepared for for the atmosphere, for the games, for the intensity. You know, the scrimmages that we've seen so far, it's been, the basketball has been fun to watch, but obviously the fans not being there really is obvious. Um, it's not really like baseball where I didn't watch really many of the preseason baseball games with no fans, but the way that they're doing it now where they're, in the MLB where they're uh, piping in crowd noise and they're playing in their own stadiums. It's not so obvious watching on TV, on TV that there's no fans there, which is nice. Whereas, like, in a basketball, the basketball court, um, it's a lot more... It's just a lot more obvious that there's no fans there. It's a lot quieter. Um... I mean, they're doing a great job for what for what they for what they have, and I'm definitely not complaining. I'd rather have what we have now than have nothing. Um, but there just isn't going to be a play. The playoff atmosphere is going to be it's a complete 180 from what we're used to on a normal bas- in a normal basketball season. So, um, so there's just kind of a lot like from a mental standpoint that the Lakers have to be prepared for. I think LeBron has been really good so far in the just while they're on the kind of hiatus um, leading up to practices starting again and then leading up to the scrimmages he's been from what it sound from what it seems like from my perspective that he's been a good leader from a mentality standpoint just keeping the team engaged um, keeping them focused and ready for basketball to return so uh, I think they'll be good but I think there will be a lot of things just from especially adding 
you know, the Lakers added Deion Waiters before uh, the coronavirus shut down, but uh, he never he didn't play any regular season games or anything. So adding those two guys to playing in the rotation with the team is, you know, that's two out of five guys on the court. Not that they're going to be playing at the same time necessarily, but like two out of five guys on a team, um, it's pretty significant, especially when you're losing multiple guys also. So I think there's from a, it looks like the chemistry is still there. Um, it looks like they're playing well so far, at least in the scrimmages. So we'll see what happens when the regular season quote-unquote games uh, start. All right, so let's move on and talk about a little more about the uh, scrimmage games that happened last week leading up to uh, prepping the teams for the seeding games that start the end of this week. So the Lakers have played uh, three games, just kind of scrimmage games. They played against the Mavericks, they played against the Magic, and they played against the Wizards. Um, in the first game, the Lakers played their normal kind of rotation, What is what it seemed like. Um, they played... They played pretty well. They were up by double digits at halftime before Frank Vogel started to um, sit LeBron and AD. So they were playing really well. The Mavericks ended up winning the game by four points, I think. So, you know, obviously you want to win games, but the game didn't count for anything. And it's really just to get the, the teams warmed up and ready for the ready for, uh, for the regular games to start. So... Uh, there really isn't much to be worried about in terms of like losing games, especially when you're seeing the players play well, um, even if it's just for a half or for a quarter. So, so LeBron, AD, they all played well. Um, they played well enough to be up by double digits against the Mavericks, who are a playoff team. So that's good. Um, and then I didn't watch either of the the Magic or the Wizards game, but I saw that. The Lakers sat um, LeBron and AD more for those games than they did for the Mavericks game. Um, so the fact that the Lakers were able to win both those games is a good sign. Um, Cal Kuzma went off in the Magic the game against the Magic. Um, I think he put up like 25 points or something like that. Um, and it was just, you know, I was kind of following it on Twitter throughout the day, but he... I think he went like 6-for-6 six six or 7-for-7 seven seven from the field before he missed his first shot for the game. So getting a guy like Kuzma um, just in the swing of things heading into these games is going to be really important for the Lakers. Um, he's a guy I didn't mention when we were kind of talking about the roster stuff, but he he's a guy that really can lift the Lakers being from a kind of question mark on whether or not they can win a championship to like a for sure thing you know so it's kind of what we've seen with the Lakers in the regular season is like LeBron and AD will they're gonna give you good games you know maybe maybe they'll have an off game here or there but they're gonna give you good games it's really gonna be like one or two other guys stepping up that's gonna really make the difference for the team so like we saw in the last Lakers Clippers game where the Lakers won um 
both LeBron and AD played great games, um, but it seemed like the real differential was Avery Bradley's play and the threes he was able to hit and the, the plays he was able to make, you know. So if we can get good games from LeBron and AD and then and then a guy like Kyle Kuzma can step up to the plate, score 20 points, or hit five threes, something like that, you know, I think that's going to be a real differential, a real uh, game changer for the Lakers. So I'm, I was really happy to see that Kyle Kuzma was able to um, step up and play a great game, especially in the absence of um, LeBron and AD being on the court. So that was really exciting. Um, and then last yesterday in the game against the Wizards, um, like I mentioned, LeBron and AD didn't play at all in that game. Um, so I, it looked like J.R. Smith, Deion Waiters, Alex Crusoe all got a lot of playing time. And they all showed up and played great games um, from, what it, from what it looked like on the stat line. Again, didn't watch the game, but J.R. Smith scored 20. Deion Waiters scored, I think, uh, like I said, they, they all scored between like 20 and 14 points. So, um, you know, a guy... Deion Waiters, he could be a big difference maker also in the same way that Kyle Kuzma could be. You know, if you have, if we, if the Lakers have Kyle Kuzma stepping up and able to make plays, create plays for himself, uh, if Deion Waiters, who's a guy that can get, get open, create plays for himself also, and then like, and then like J.R. Smith can pull up or, um, be a setup three point shooter, you know, like that's, that is huge for the Lakers. That's something that the Lakers, didn't have before coronavirus shut down the season um and if they're coming back into this with that type of um with those type of players that can make those type of plays then that's a huge upside for the Lakers so um it's tough because these scrimmages it'll be interesting to see how the intensity um increases or if it doesn't increase at all when the seeding games start uh, against the the teams leading up to the playoffs, um, but I think that the fact that J.R. Smith, Deion Waiters, if they can join the team, come in and be able to play with the team, play in, albeit they're a little different, but play in NBA games and and put up points and be productive, then that's a great sign. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and then, like I was talking about before, with Alex Caruso, I, I think it'll be um, be important to have him on the floor, especially with LeBron, um, just because he's always seems to be. And I, I feel like I talk about this every episode, but Alex Caruso is in the right place at the right time all the time. Is is what it seems like, um, especially with LeBron on the court. Like the pro, the productivity of the team is just so so much higher with those two guys on the floor together that it seems it seems hard to imagine that Frank Vogel won't try and have them play together especially a lot in the eight seeding games um, just to see if we can get that chemistry going get a good rotation leading into the playoffs Um, but yeah it's really my key takeaway from uh, this past week with the scrimmages was um, 
from a team standpoint was really just I'm actually really excited now about Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith, which I was I'm still trying not to get my hopes up too much, but leading in leading into these games and leading into the season coming back, I was understandably pretty skeptical about um, just how they would fit into the team, how they'd play, you know. It's just so hard to tell, but it's a really, really, really good sign that they're being productive with the minutes that they've been given in these scrimmages. So I'm actually really looking forward to seeing how they can help the team coming up. And then let, just like kind of thinking about how just, you know, we kind of, we had heard a little bit about how the NBA restart was going to look, um, but we hadn't really, weren't able to see any previews of it really until these scrimmages started. Um, and I think it, I mean, I think it's pretty good. Like the basketball courts look nice. Um, the broadcasts seem to be pretty smooth. You know, it's obvious, it's really, it's always, it's interesting, um, having the broadcasters kind of like on a zoom call, uh, when they come in, when they come on the screen, but I mean, they're watching the same game we are, they're commenting on it. So like, it's all good. Um, I think it looks good. I think there's a little bit of empty noise, unfortunately, but that's at least in these scrimmage games. Um, but that's kind of just to be expected. It kind of honestly just feels like I was watching like a like an AAU type game or something like that, which is kind of fun. Um, really, it'll just be interesting when it comes to like playoffs how how things go. But like I've appreciated it's been fun like when the when a, when a big play happens like the guys on the bench get all loud and and so you get some semblance of of cheering when something good happens for the team so like that's good um you know they're putting in they're playing like the same type of like music that they play in between plays and stuff and then i heard that they're gonna have and they might have already done this for some of the scrimmage games but i've heard that they're gonna have like fans visible like watching from like a zoom call type thing um i don't know if they're going to be able to like i don't see how they could well i don't know i don't know if they're going to be able to like cheer audibly for us to hear or anything but they're going to have like a hundred or so fans be able to like zoom in and watch the game that we can see on tv so that'll be interesting it almost has like the feel of and i don't watch much of this but like it has the feel sort of of like esports when I'm watching it, especially when you have like guys, people, the fans like zooming it, like or zooming into the game, like using Zoom to watch the game. Um, it kind of has a, has a feel of like watching an esports type thing where it's just kind of like quiet, people are commenting. So it's definitely a different feel, but it's fun. It's just good to have basketball back, so I'm excited. Um, so yeah, so let's move into discussing about the uh, Lakers' first game this season, or of the restart against the Clippers, coming up on Thursday. So only, well, if you count today, three days away. Um, so kind of like I was saying before, it'll be interesting to see how the Lakers play these eight games, if they take them super seriously or not. 
like I mentioned, the Lakers have a pretty tough schedule in these eight games. So they play seven of the eight teams they play are playoff uh, playoff teams. I'm going to say this off the top of my head. They play the Clippers. They play the Raptors. They play the Rockets, the Jazz, the Thunder. Um, there's a team I'm forgetting. And then they play the Kings. So they play a pretty tough eight-game schedule, which in some if, – if we were worried about the one seed – I would be a little more worried about. Um, But I think the Lakers can win. I mean, the Lakers could win a majority of these games. Like, they probably should go. If they're playing to win these games, I don't expect them to win every single game. But I do think that they could win at least. They should go 6-2 at least if they're trying. Like, if they're trying to win the games. Um, if they're not trying to win the games, it, they can definitely win three games. You know, like I'm, I'm not too, I'm not too worried about the wins and losses. Obviously, I want to see the Lakers win games. The wins and losses won't worry me too much in terms of like how I think they'll do in the playoffs, especially if they're, especially if I see that they're testing out their rotation and trying to figure things out. You know. Um, the Lakers play the Clippers on Thursday to start things back up. Um, I don't really know what to expect. It's hard to. It's really hard to give a uh, you know to to say what I'm guessing about how the game will go. I think I want to say that I think the Lakers will win just based on how they played last the last time they played against the Clippers. Um, the Clippers have also added a couple guys to their roster. They've added Joakim Noah. Um, they added Reggie Jackson. I can't remember if they added him when the Lakers had played them before. I can't remember when they added Reggie Jackson, but, you know, they added a good guard, and they added a big man that can play, be a defensive presence um, down low. So Joakim Noah could slow down LeBron driving to the basket. He could slow down AD, especially like if he's only in there for defensive purposes. Like all of his energy goes towards stopping AD or stopping LeBron. That could be a little bit of a trouble, but like he's Joakim Noah is not a guy that I'm like super worried about like making a big difference in a playoff series, you know. Um like he might make a difference in one game, but the entire series he's not going to be a guy that's going to make a huge difference. So I'm not, not too worried about that addition. Um, and then, like, there's – so Lou Williams um, was left – had left the, the NBA bubble in Orlando for a family matter. Um, and then on his, on, his, on his return, he admitted that he had gone to, like, a strip club get some wings um hang out with some people so he has to quarantine for like eight to ten days because of that so he's gonna miss the 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 game against the lakers on thursday so you know it's tough like you have it's like when people in the regular season when you sit when you sit uh 
sick guys to rest, you know. It doesn't give – it's hard to, like, gauge how the team is or how the matchup is going to be when you have a guy sitting out, even if it's just a role player or a guy like Lou Williams. So, um, so it'll be really, really interesting to see how the, how the game goes. I'm really excited to at least get basketball that counts back on my TV – um, I'm looking forward to seeing how the Lakers do. I think, like, you know, I was saying that it would be worrisome um, for the Lakers to be playing a tough schedule if they're worried about the seeding. I'm not too worried about the seeding. I, I want the Lakers to keep the one seed just for the – it just looks better. It'll help give – you know, I'd, I'd rather have the Lakers play either the Pelicans or the the Grizzlies – or even the Blazers if they make the eight seed, um, than the Lakers playing a team like the Mavericks. But also, kind of like I was saying before in my last episode, um, it'll be really it'll be really interesting to see how much movement there is in the playoff stand or in the just the standings in general um, with the eight games, and then also with the teams that there's based on how it goes there's like certain play-in games um to to decide the seating for the lower seated teams so there could be a lot of movements like right now had the season gone on how it was going to go things probably would have stayed pretty similar to how they already are but a team like the Mavericks who I think are in the seventh seed could move up a couple spots and then things are totally different so all that being said, I'd rather see the Lakers stay in the one seed um, and play whoever ends up in the eighth seed. But it's also good for the Lakers to have a little bit of a tougher schedule in these eight games, even if they're just figuring out their, their rotation. Because I'd rather, just with how weird things are, I'd rather have them be, because all this, these eight games for the Lakers aren't really deciding anything other than preparing for the playoffs. So I'd rather have the Lakers preparing for the playoffs against playoff caliber teams as opposed to as opposed to the Lakers playing like the the Pelicans, the Blazers, the Grizzlies, you know, like having a lot of the lower because all the teams in theory, all the teams that were invited are teams that could make the playoffs, so they're all quote-unquote playoff teams or could be playoff caliber teams but the Lakers are playing teams that are currently in the standings like mid-level mid-level playoff teams so I'd rather have the Lakers play those teams even if they're just preparing for the playoffs um than play like the Suns and the Grizzlies those you know those types of teams so so it'll be really fun to see what happens um i think once the once the lakers play the clippers on thursday we'll have a really a bet a lot we'll have a better idea as to what to expect both from the eight uh games for every team leading up to the playoffs and then just in terms of the lakers um how the rotation is going to be just kind of just getting back into the swing of things seeing that aren't with games that technically count things like that but, I, you know, for the Lakers-Clippers, I would imagine that the Lakers, just because it's the Clippers, you know, it's the 
it's the the in-town rival they're you know locker room rivals basically like I think just for the prospect of things they're going to really try and win that game especially just being the first game coming back like Lakers even if they're trying to test things out they're going to be winning games they're going to be trying to win games so I think if there's a game that the Lakers really try and give it their all to win a game it'll be on Thursday so really looking forward to getting some some good Lakers basketball back um, on my TV um, and following along with that thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers carpool if you like the podcast please go rate and review on Apple podcasts and if you're so feel so inclined uh, please share on your social social media twitter instagram facebook whatever um that's really how this podcast podcast can grow if you if you like it um and you know reach out to me let me know give me some feedback if you like the podcast if you didn't like the podcast if there's things you think i should change um i really do this podcast for 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 fun just to fill my time on my commute to work um so i'm glad that if there's people listening i'm glad to see there's people listening so I would love to get to know who you are, strike up some conversation. But um, all that being said, thank you for listening. Go Lakers.